to Season 2, Episode 1 of the IntelliCast Podcast. My name is Adam Jolly. Joining me as always is my co-host, Brian Lamar. Dude, year two. That's crazy. Yeah, Season 2. Yeah, we did it. Volume half. We still have, we don't have a full volume. <laughs> That's yet. right. As always, IntelliCast is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions, which in 2019 will be celebrating their 20th year of existence. That's crazy, too. 20 years. The internet. Are we going to have a parade? Yeah. Let's have, at some point, a Mount Rushmore of top four ridiculous things we should do on our 20-year anniversary. Top four <laughs> phases of EMI. Oh, there we go. Right? Top yeah. four names that EMI has had. Top four logos of EMI. We'll do a whole podcast on it. Yeah. We'll go through the evolution of EMI. <laughs> yes. That's what the E stands for in EMI, actually. A lot, a lot of people know that. It stands for evolution. Evolution, men... Instagram. Interpretive dance. Oh. It's a hyphen, but we get away with it. Um, you can reach IntelliCast at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Reach EMI on Twitter, EMI underscore research. IntelliCast1 is also on Twitter. My own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly. And guess what is retiring today? What's that? The Twitter joke. Is it? Should I? What uh-huh. is your Twitter? What's your Twitter? <laughs> it's not over. No Twitter. Second verse, same as the first. What's your Twitter? No? Alright, no you got me again. Foiled. <laughs> this week, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about 2019 predictions. Uh, we have a new segment. We have a new award. This is an award. Not only is this an award-winning podcast, um, it is an award-giving podcast because you can't really receive until you give. Yes. Um, so we have a special announcement later on in the podcast um, where we will be naming the 2018 Market Research Man and Woman of the Year. And we will announce what we believe to be the front runners for the 2019 Market Research Man and Woman of the Year. January 3rd, 4th, 5th, whatever day. I'm all off on days. We are going to predict. I have no idea what day it is. Man and female of the year. I think so. Because here's the thing. Like, if you go to conferences, by the time you get to TMRE, everyone's, like, walking around. I think to myself, hold on a second. Maybe this is just me being crazy. Maybe this is just one of my moments where I'm like, you know, everybody does that. And they're like, nobody does that. It's just you. You keep score. Everyone knows, like, man, I feel like that person has got a lot of run this year. Like, that person has had, like, a huge year. Everywhere I go, I see that person's name. They're all over LinkedIn. I see them, like, they're tweeting all the time. They're speaking at conferences. And to me, I think, like... That person is like the man or woman of the year. So we're going to start actually like putting it out there. I know people have awards. I think IIX gives some awards. Yeah. Uh, what a TMRE, uh, the next gen gives an award every yeah. once in a while. I think it's Inside Association might name like a volunteer of the year yeah. or something like that. But we're going to go all the way. Man and woman of the year. We're just doing it. And here's the, here's the surprise kick. There's been past winners. <laughs> right. We went retroactive like the, right. the Helms trophies. We did. We did. We were, so when we were thinking about this idea, and it's about, like, Brian was like, well, what about Kristen Luck? Because, yeah. you know, she gets appointed to SMR. Yeah. She, you know, Luck Collective is going crazy and what's going on with Wire Awards and Wire and all that kind of stuff. And I said, no, ineligible. She already won. <laughs> right. She already won this award that we're making up today. <laughs> I think she won it in 2009. She was probably one of the first couple of winners of this award. Oh, yeah. She was the pioneer woman. Pioneer woman. She's She's her nickname. Susan B. Anthony of the Market Research Woman of the Year Award. Uh, I think I want to say 2010. Yeah. I think I was at 
a here's how I'll know. I was at a conference. I want to say it was like an inside association in San Diego. And I remember I felt like a lot of people were talking about her. And I saw maybe I just got on Twitter and she wrote some tweet about a guy that had cool shoes on. And I was like, wow, she cares about shoes. I care about shoes. She's kind of a big deal. And then I saw her like a couple months later, she spoke at a Casro event in New York City. Yeah. uh, At the Millennium, I think, Times Square. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, she's the woman of the year. She's the most important woman in market research. Okay. And then men, the same thing. Like you were like, what about uh, Jamin? And I was like, no, pioneer winner. Yeah. He won it for like back in the Decipher days. He won right. the award. Lin, Lin Lin. Lin Lin. He created Basies. He won. Uh, <laughs> actually, he won it in 1978. He won, he won the market research. 1983, 1987. Yeah. And then they, they started limiting how many times you could win. Right. And he was, it, it's called the Lin Lin, uh, the Lin Lin mandate. Man, I hope somewhere out there somebody's like Lin Lin. Oh yeah, Dr. Lin. He created the bases of the black box algorithm. Yeah. He's on the Mount Rushmore of market researchers. Him yeah. and his little Duke hat. Oh, Merrill DeBrow won in two thousand eight. <laughs> yes. But like the peak of the Merrill like uh yes. things. Um yeah. Schlesinger won yeah. before. Uh, one of the Ipsos guys won. Oh yeah. Christian Super? Sure, he won. No. Annie Pettit won two years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. She did. Like when it first, when she first kicked down the door. In the modern era. Yeah, she's the modern, well, the modern era is different. Like we can't, I mean. Right. Lynn Lynn doesn't count. Same. No, you can't measure yourself up against that. Like Michael Jordan just came out this week. He was like, I can't measure myself as a goat because yes. I never played against Jerry West. Annie Pettit's thing is, she was like, I can't measure myself as the greatest no because court, right? I never had to go against Joyce Rachelson. Did Melanie Courtright peak too soon? <laughs> she won probably seven, eight years ago also, right? She was a multi-time winner. She won it um, with the uh, AOL DMS days. Oh, yeah. yeah. her, her uh, she It was the first year her and Chuck Miller both won that year. <laughs> That's right. They both won in 2008. Man, they were dominant back then. Right. Uh, <laughs> they both won. And then she actually got it again. It was like a... Um, you know, like when you run up for the Hall of Fame, your time runs up in the Veterans Committee? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Veterans yeah. Committee gave it to her again in 2014. Okay. Yeah, height of research nowadays. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, I just think everyone – so this year – let's just jump into it. You had a lot of nominees this year. Think yeah. about Like, think back, everybody. Think about you went to a conference this year and you were like, my God. This person's name is everywhere. It's yeah. all we do is talk about this person. I go on LinkedIn and they're posting stuff all the time. They get likes on everything. They're speaking at conferences. They're all over on the Twitters. Yeah. Um, some names. Yeah. For, for women, we'll go women first. Okay. Um, I felt like it was a big year for Katie Gross of Scent. Yes. Uh, she was everywhere this year. Yes. Um, we thought it was a big year for SEMA. Yes. Huge as year well. For SEMA. Huge year. She was everywhere. Yeah. This year. Um, I saw her a lot more this year. Um, SampleCon, um, Infinity Square type things. Paradigm had a great year, things like that. Um, but our winner of the 2018 Woman of the Year in Market Research is Kareen Smith. Oh, my goodness. Kareen Smith. Yeah. Here's why. Um, I noticed at the beginning of the year it was like a rebranding, right? She started <laughs> yeah. her own thing and she yeah, was shine rebranding, insight. not just Shine Insight, but herself. Yeah. yeah. I felt like at the same time. She's been in the industry for a long time. You've worked yeah. with her in the past. Yes. Um, but then at IIEX, she was one of the first, she was one of the new speakers and she won best new speaker at IIEX. And now I cannot get her out of my life. 
That's right. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. She was. She won the best speaker. A lot of that's thankful. She should probably. She would thank Annie Pettit. Yeah. Who I think started that track for, her, and she's really into getting new speakers, yeah. especially female speakers. So um, kudos to Kareen. Yeah. We should have had her on the podcast. She's local. I bet you she would thank us for this award. She probably we would be in like if there's a list, yeah. and you weren't like played off, sure. we would make the list somewhere down the road. And thanks to you to the Academy. We're the Academy. <laughs> yes, we're the Academy. <laughs> In this. Plus, well, good job yeah. for Kareen. Yeah, congrats, Kareen. Uh, we should also know there is no physical award. This is purely just admiration given to us and the 700 average listeners that we get per podcast. <laughs> so, 2018 winners for the man of the year in market research. Yeah. Some people's names that have come up. Yeah. We had Lenny Murphy on the list. Yeah. Absolutely. Easily with what, what IIEX did to transform what people are talking about with. Uh, blockchain. Yeah. For what ended the year with Veriglyph and what he's doing there. Yeah. Definitely high up. We weren't sure if maybe he had won in the past. Right. That's why we were like, uh, maybe it might be There's a couple soon. of years of dispute. Yeah. Like you could <laughs> arguably say that 2015 was his best statistical year. He's yeah. probably won. Right. 2018 might have been his best like substantial year. Yeah. You know? Comer had the most first place votes. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like if you. <laughs> Comer's also won before, so he was out. Comer had the most first place votes, but he was like the highest. It was the closest ballot we've ever had in the history of the award. Yeah. Uh, so we had him. Uh, Ted Waz can't get out of my life. Also, everywhere, yep. everywhere, came out of nowhere. Opinion economy. A year ago, he didn't know yeah. what market research was. Yeah. The the guys from Measure. Um, yep. Owen Inks, John Martin. Uh, yep. Paul Nito. Those guys are everywhere. Yeah. Uh, how about Hot Roddy Knowles? I had him on my list. Yeah. Is yeah. it maybe just because we're friends now? Did he really do anything this year? Or were we just friends well, now? And we're friendly now. R- Roddy Knowles has some, which I've said before, has someone in front of him that he needs to take out for him to really shine. A past winner of this award. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> he will uh, win it eventually. Um, is, are we just talking about our friends now? I think so. All right. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll say Paul Silver could have won it too. He's just a good <laughs> dude. Got to know him a lot. Teddy P, put him on the list. Uh, Mike McCrary, we thought about him too. Yeah, Mike McCrary. Um, He's a past winner. I don't think he is. Okay. <laughs> okay. He seems like the type of guy that needs like a chip on his shoulder to, to punch up. Yeah. So maybe he's like on the watch list for yeah. 2019. McCrary, yeah. right? All the Innovate people. Yeah. Matt Dusig. Those people. Uh, Dusig won. Yeah. Dusig won. won already. Dusig won in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's probably Instantly. a two, two-time winner. Instantly, it was co between him and Greg. Yeah. Yeah. It's silly guys. Fair enough. Um, so, so the winner? The 2018 winner of the Man of the Year in Market Research goes to someone that um, not only changed the way that we our future is going for market research, he was the first person to jump headfirst into this pool yeah. of blockchain. Yeah. Um, he is innovating maybe the hardest thing to innovate, and that's qual yeah. research in this company, in this country, in this world. Um, <laughs> this globe? And that's why uh, uni? And so the 2018 winner for the male market researcher of the year is Isaac Rogers. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Isaac's here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Hey, <laughs> if you get a patent and don't yeah. tell anybody about your secret patent for a year or two, yeah, that gives you a huge leg up on this award. He's the man of the year, and uh, I will offer um, either Kareen or Isaac um, if you are interested in what your award is. Um, 
How about meet me? Just tell me any Thursday you want to meet up at Red the Lobster. No, at the Skyline on Sycamore. It's okay. the only Skyline in Cincinnati that sells alcohol. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a couple beers, a couple three ways, a couple conies. Yeah. Congratulations that's, for your That's win. the uh, Jerry Springer Skyline, by the way. Really? Yeah. That's where they have the big crosstown shootout event yes. every year because they serve alcohol and the drinks. People, the journalists like to drink. That's probably why Jerry Springer is there. Um, who do you think, who do you see as front runners for 2019? Well, you want to go male, go go female first. Well, who, who's the front runner for 2019? For me, the front runner here? who could have easily won this year and maybe was the favorite at the midway point of the year. Okay, I think Lisa Wilding Brown. Okay, she is everywhere. Um, she is just on every panel. Yeah, and great blogs, very insightful, um, very nice person as well, very smart. So she's my front runner. For 2019 Female Researcher of the Year. I'll put her up there. Yeah. Uh, also like Seema. So, yeah. All the like, I mean, she barely Seema. lost this year. Yeah. She she is she, the, She probably uh, won. She's probably, she's probably, you know how LeBron doesn't win MVP every year, but everybody knows yeah. he's the best. Who's the girl from See, General Hospital that lost, like, the Emmy 40 straight years? Oh, no. No, it's uh, <laughs> Christina. No. <laughs> that's, Lucci? that's Seema. Lucci? Yes. Lucci? Lucci. Susan Lucci. We did it! Not, <laughs> Seema, not Susan Lucci. Susan Lucci was around like Chicago Hope or something like that. Seema Lucci. Um, we'll figure it out. Stats. Stats will figure We'll add that in in post. <laughs> um, Seema's a favorite. I'll, uh, who else could be on there? Um, have I seen anybody recently that seems to be making a comeback? Uh, I think it's a two-horse race. Oh. We'll see what happens. And who knows what's going to happen. Some like young right. up-and-comer right. could come up. Like I feel like uh, Katie Nelson. Right. Could come up and just take over. Yes. Our own Amy Carley. Absolutely. She could come up and just take over anything. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's it's wide open because we're on January 5th. Yeah. First week of the year. Who's um somebody like gets really involved with wire and just takes over everything. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. All right. Tanya Farrar at Burke. Good friend of mine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. She's a big wire person. Love her. She could she could do it if she wanted to. Fiona Blades of Remesh. Or of Mesh. Yeah. Absolutely. She's everywhere. Yes. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Wide open now. <laughs> Give everybody a little bit of hope. Can we start betting? Yeah, sure. Um, all right, let's go with uh, who's the males. Yes. Top, who's the top? Who can get it? 2019 male market research of the year. Well, the people we mentioned, Lenny, we need to go to the record book to see if he's won it before. Ted Waz. Sure. Um, Roddy, obviously, if he tried. Yeah, you know what? And that's what makes me think. Like, he, he might be, like, it might have just been a comet. And yeah. then, like, he, he glared real bright. Uh-huh. And then he's just, now he, he's looking at, like, maybe bus potential. He he like probably wins the Southeast Researcher yeah. of the Year. You know how, like, you, when you watch it, you're like, man, wasn't Jabari Parker supposed to be really good? Right. That's where Roddy is right now. Oh, no. Um, Mark Menig. What about Mark Menig? Comeback story. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I like Mark a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, I'll put him up there. Uh, McCrary, obviously. Yeah. You mentioned him. It's a tough. It's be a breakout year for Pure Spectrum. Right? Yes. Um, who else could be on it? Anybody from like a big time panel type thing? I feel like a lot of them, they just become like this. This is probably a good thing. But it's like the NFL or you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you wear a helmet that says research now on it. So you never know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a weird analogy, but kind of works a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Um, I'm also going to put one more. Maybe a dark horse. that could be sneaking in to win the male market researcher <laughs> oh, of the year. Who's, who's that? Adam Jolly. Oh. 
Yeah. I had him on my list. I didn't want Put to Put him find, in there. I don't know if I should say it. I'm coming for you. I'm going to win this award. <laughs> Let me just say this. This is my goal for the year. <laughs> I made a list of goals. It's my New Year's resolution. I'm going to win the IntelliCast Male Market Researcher of the Year. <laughs> 2019. And if I win it, I'm going to do everything I can once I get into that office <laughs> to make it to where you can win it forever. Oh. No terms. Yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award? Lifetime Achievement Award. I'm not just going for 2019. I'm going for 20, 21, 22, 23. I'm going to be the male market researcher of the year until of the century. people start respecting Mitt Romney again. <laughs> look out, Roddy, Ted Waz, Mark Minig. Yeah. Mark McCrary, look out. Yeah, and, and you know what? Isaac, you should feel safe that you don't got to go against me. I'll right. say that. You've, you wanted the perfect year. Right. You know, right. like, oh, yeah. Right. The year before, like, Jordan was drafted. Moses Malone won the MVP in 1983. Right. right? Well, he's right. counting his lucky stars That's that right. Jordan came in the next year and changed the game for him. Yeah. Right. Say your blessings, Isaac. You're lucky you missed me. Let's jump into, Whew. oh, my goodness. Hey, I love, should we get people's thoughts on Season this? two. Season <laughs> two. Researcher of the year. We probably missed some people. Contact yeah, us. Let us know. Contact us. Come on, guys. We do have lots of IntelliCast email, but we'll read through the clutter. Yeah, IntelliCastEMI-RS.com. Uh, send us a tweet, EMI underscore research. Uh, contact us individually through our emails, which I'm not going to give out right over there. Um, I just said it was some privacy thing. I don't think I'm loaded to speak my email. Is oh, that really? what the guy said from the technology warnings? Oh, you're not supposed like, to. I don't, I don't think you're supposed to talk about. I don't think you're supposed to ever say at symbol. Dot com. Privacy. Privacy. Um, do you have a market research rant? I have a personal rant. Go ahead. Um, this is the penny. My rant is the penny. Cool. I'm tired of the penny. And I learned the other day that Canada got rid of the penny a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. There's no pennies in Canada anymore. And I think a lot of other countries got rid of the penny. The penny is worthless. What do you do when you have a penny, Adam Jolly? It's garbage money, right? I give it to my kids. And they well, think, it's a toy. And, and they think it's great. It's They're not like, oh, currency. I got a coin. Or it they costs, swallow it. It costs somewhere around like 1.5, 2 cents to make a penny. What? Why are what? we making pennies? Really? No more pennies. We're doing digital currency. We're doing cryptocurrency. If Isaac Rogers has anything to do, it's all cryptocurrency. We don't need pennies anymore. This is ridiculous. This is a... It's horrible. What do you think about the penny? Why do, why do we need a penny? Round up? Can't we just round up? Pennies will be in, how long do you think pennies will be in circulation if we stop making them today? For another 40 years? I, I see pennies from the 70s and 80s all the time. You don't need them anymore. I would pennies. say we could probably Drive get rid of all coins or go oh. the opposite way and make a penny worth more money. And like scale back like how much the dollars no. worth it. You know, we can get rid of the nickel yeah. too while we're at it. Yeah, but you know the Fed, they're worthless. That's what worthless. Our president's key tells me worthless. That, that's my rant of the, of the. I've been holding on to that one a while because it's really upsetting. I'm okay with that. Uh, can I do a quick market research rant? Yeah, let's hear it. Um, I need people to stop with the predictions with the predictions for the year. Oh. I mean, I, I need it to stop. I need people to tell me what's gonna stop telling me what's gonna happen because chances are, if you tell me what you think the industry is going towards, you're either have started doing that already, yeah, or you have like a stake in it, yeah, right. Like, I don't think like EMI isn't gonna come out with a blog that says our number one <laughs> prediction for the year is that call in person is gonna take off this year, <laughs> but right? We may have written a blog that the big market research players like Nielsen, Ipsos, and TNS will crumble. How about that? Well, that's pretty controversial. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I read something the other yeah. day in Green Book, and it was like, well, of course, you're a text analytics company. Guess what's going to take off this year? Right. Text analytics. Right. They're trying to do a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Oh, or, text analytics. Or market marketing. Yes. Right? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, that's so that's where I'm at. So let's go jump into now. What do you think is going to be the biggest thing that happened? What's your prediction for 2019 for market research? Well, I just gave you one of them. <laughs> I I think that the big players have been struggling, and um, I think they will continue to struggle because they're just not fast and innovative. They're all going. They're just going through very public challenges right now. Yeah, all of them are. And I think that the younger, newer, smaller, more nimble companies. Um, we'll just make, just surpass them this year. That's what I think. I'm with you. They'll probably have the biggest revenue, but it's just because of, you know, in, inherit, they're just going to inherit a lot. Sure. That's what I think. Uh, mine is kind of twofold. It's a A and B. It's the same thing though. And I think it's going to be the fall of the tracker. Oh. Like pulse survey type thing. Like where we need t- 6,000, 10,000 completes throughout the course of the year. Oh. I think we're getting to where we maybe don't need that anymore. Or there might be other ways besides, how we're coming yeah. about, how we're collecting data. the data. Yeah. yeah, that we can find out what something's always done. So, and But I don't think things change as much Yeah, as we would like to think they change. Yeah. You know, with behaviors and how people are doing things. Yeah. And I think then you – and so that's A, and then that devolves into where, you know, my idea of craft research. Yes. Right? And it goes into where you start doing smaller studies that are more detailed, yep. that you use passive data along with what you have. And that's why I always have thought like this – um, what research is now is doing outside of blockchain, what blockchain is trying to do where you can get more people to append other data besides just what they're answering for the survey that they're in the moment on. Yeah. Um, and so you'll get more from that and maybe it's for a specialty. So like Coca-Cola isn't doing a Coca-Cola tracker for Coca-Cola cause nothing ever changes. They're doing a tracker for like, how does Coke zero s- vanilla sell in the freestyle machines in the Southeast or something. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like more like smaller style and you can build up from there. How's Interesting. That yeah. That's good. Not a bad idea, right? I like that. Thanks. Does that benefit EMI? Hell no. But hey, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Got to adapt. Uh, you want to do a Mount Rushmore? We, we have to, right? Yeah, let's do two. Mount Rushmore uh, TV shows, 2018 TV shows. Okay. So they had to be on. You enjoyed the 2018 season of a, t- of a TV show. Yes. You go one, and then I'll go two. Okay. I'm going to go my number one, and this is probably one of my top five to ten shows of all time. It ended this year. Last season was The Americans. Uh, Did you watch The Americans? Yeah, Real Life Lovers. Yeah, Spy Show. You root for the Russians. Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell's amazing. Ageless. Um, Yeah. Um, Fantastic show. The last season was amazing. Really well done. That's my number one. My number one would be Secession. On yeah. HBO. I My, couldn't get into it. Well, the first three sh- three episodes weren't that good. It was slow. It was a slow build. Okay. You and have to commit. once you get through where the father goes up on stage and decides he's not going to give the company over. Okay. Then you're, it's all oh, ball rolling downhill. Okay. I'll give it another shot. It's pretty good. Uh, sleepers, like the main characters are horrible. I'll give you that. Heads yeah, I up. Couldn't, I couldn't find somebody to root for. Right. There were, nobody's likable. Yeah. Um, but I will go with uh, Kieran Culkin as a yeah. likable character. Yeah. And um, the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Alan Rook is his real name. Yeah, Cameron. Name. Cameron yeah. from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Those are the two, my two most favorite characters. And the uh, the tall doofus guy. I can't remember his name. Either, but, uh, that's how good of a show it is. All right. uh, my next one that I'll talk about is uh, Bob's Burgers. 
Bob's Burgers. My wife watches that every night. Love Bob Burgers. Yeah. Love that show. Um, easy, just turn off your brain. Yeah. 10 o'clock, Cartoon Network. Yeah. Put on some Bob's Burgers. It's over. Awesome. Good one. Go ahead. Do I give one or two? Give two. Two. All right. Um, Killing Eve. Did you watch Killing Eve? I've, I hear about it, but I don't want Killing it. Eve. My dad recommended this to me at Thanksgiving. I thought, well, my dad, he doesn't know anything about TV. Yeah, nobody does. Yeah. Amazing show. If you like serial killers and really good writing, it's a British show. Um, awesome acting. Um, highly recommend Killing Eve. And I, I think I'm like, it might have been my favorite show of the year. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Season two's coming up. Season two's coming up. Yeah. The person who plays the serial killer is an actress that came out of nowhere. Amazing. Um, second one, I'm going to go with Hee Haw. Okay. Hee Haw. I still DVR that show every Sunday night. Yeah. And Roy Clark, right? Roy Clark is yeah. awesome. And I love it because, mostly because of the music, they have old guest music guests on there the music's amazing you know the johnny cash and all the old country stars from the 70s and even the 80s are on it um i'm not a huge like gospel music fan but i'm a huge bluegrass fan yeah and they'll have some old gospel bluegrass like quartet jam sessions beautiful really beautiful music i highly recommend hee haw you can watch an hour episode in 15 minutes if you just they still tell pervy jokes in the cornfield the cornfield jokes are amazing yeah. it's good yeah uh now I got to give two. two. Um, I will go with Below Deck on oh. Bravo oh. to show about people that go on yachts. And it's about the crew of the people on the yachts. And they're all disasters. And That's it's awesome. all like rich and famous. And like they're in Tahiti right now this season. So you see unbelievable things. You see like rich people acting just ridiculous and yeah. how do people how do the service deal with them so that's up there and then my last one my favorite show of the year um it was something that i i got into in 2018 i binged the first two seasons the third season took place in 18 i think the next one starts in like april or may and that's billions on showtime oh, okay. yeah easily my favorite show i hope and pray every day that employees of this company do not watch billions because i take so many <laughs> like quotes and like pump up speeches and believe in yourself type stuff from billions um but it's an unbelievable show paul giamatti yeah uh damien lewis yeah yeah damien lewis yeah from homeland love that show unbelievable show interesting i haven't watched that either well last one i was trying to decide between better call saul and sharp objects Ooh. I'm going to go with Better Call Saul. Yeah, I would have too. I hated Sharp Objects oh, yeah. so much. Really oh, the Creeper Reapers. It's really creepy. Better Call Saul, which is getting better and better and better. Um, it's getting close to converging with Breaking Bad. Yeah. And overlap a little bit. But, man, what a great show. It's awesome. I love True. it. Quick entertainment note before we go to our next uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Why? How would you survive Bird Box? Bird Box. Well, I have a lot of Bird Box comments. Okay. <laughs> I So... I had a problem with the movie in that it jumped like five years. Yeah. And they had no innovations around not being able to see. Right. They, all they had, as far as I can tell, was like a rope to the garden and the dock. Okay. To Here's something for you. Yeah. In the last hundred years of the United States of America, what yeah. innovations have we come to see besides a dog and a cane? That, huh? That's a good point. Right? No well, one's innovating for the blind. Well, these people were adults and blind, so they... You know, they didn't know Braille, right? They didn't know they didn't know all of the things that we've done yeah. for blind people, so they had to kind of learn while blind. Yeah, that's not easy. Like, and they use they use the same like um, blindfolds for five years. Like, there was no they couldn't build a hat of some sort. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not bad. I, I didn't understand it. And um, how would I survive? 
Um, well, I don't know why they didn't move to a mall or something. Or yeah, like um, that's or, what every apocalyptic thing, apocalyptic thing, you go yeah. to like a store or a mall, or, something. or you go to you go out to um, a farming country. Yeah, then you have food. Get out there. Um, you know what I would do? What's that? Take my glasses off. Take your glasses off. Yeah. I'm basically legally blind without my glasses on. <laughs> okay. So what am I seeing that scared me? But I can still see big, like, fuzzy things. Yeah. So I can be like, okay, don't run into that bus coming down. Here comes a bus. Guy. Yeah. Oh, it's dark outside. Yeah. Here comes a knife. Like, I could see stuff like that. Yeah. But I can't see, like, the horrors that would make me want to kill myself. Yeah. What I wouldn't do is within 30 minutes of the, this happening yeah. would be to get in a car and use solely use GPS to drive a mile to a grocery store. Yeah. That seems stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. Mm, I don't think so either. How long would that take, too? Because you couldn't go over five miles an hour, really. <laughs> you don't know if the bump, like, I don't know how you... Kick, 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 kick. <laughs> you know, hey, here, here's a pet peeve for you. Yeah. Putting your car in reverse. Yeah. Your car then yells at you, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. For something that is in front of you. Yeah. Biggest pet peeve. I'm not going forward, you stupid-ass car. I'm going backwards. I don't care what's in front of me. Anyway, you want to do let one more Mount Rushmore, and yes. then we'll introduce a new segment of yeah. Mount Rushmore also. So Mount Rushmore this time, we'll go Mount Rushmore of sports cities. And this has come up because this is kind of the richest time of sports. You have yeah. football bowl playoffs. You have the wild card weekend of NFL starts, uh, yep. baseball hot stove. Yeah. NBA really starts in uh, Christmas, yeah. uh, conference play in college basketball. Yeah. Hockey's in full swing if that's still a sport. Like, all this stuff is going on with sports. So, sports cities, number one. I'll go in the first. Title Town, Boston. You, that's your one, too? No. Well, oh, is Boston's it, not on is my it list. On? No, he was. No. No, not you're lying to yourself. It is not on my list. New Year's, same old you, lying just, about just stuff on your list. Just because you have rich owners and buy titles in every single sport doesn't make a good sports town. It's not a great sports town. It's a good sports town for winners. Like if if like yeah, the city of Miami won every That's title in every goal. sport. All of a sudden, it'd be like, oh, we're the people best really town. care about it though. Like for you know, forever the Red Sox were selling out Fenway when they weren't winning anything. I don't think it's. A, I think it's an okay sports town. Okay, what do you got? Give me St. two. St. Louis is my number one because they sell out everything. It doesn't matter how bad or good they are in any sport. They sell it out. St. Louis is my number one. I disqualify them because they lost a football team. I know. That's a couple true. years ago. Because yeah, they, of the they have a jerk owner. That's why. Walmart guy. Number two, this is where my controversy is going to set in with yours, is uh, New York City. Because it's just... <laughs> so many options? So many options. And yeah. big. It's big, right? New York City the is the Walmart of this Amer- of this country. Anything you want, they got it. Right? Nothing's great, but they got it. Is that good? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's good. Madison Square Garden is somehow. Take, I've been in, have you, you've been to Madison Square yeah. Garden. It's not a great arena, but it's still considered like I the like most. It. Yeah, it's just amazing. Good so, food. <laughs> good food. Um, New York City. That's my number two. Uh, what else you got? Oh, you went St. Louis and New York City. Yes. Um, I'll go Oklahoma City. That's a good one. I went Oklahoma City because you're close enough to Oklahoma University. Uh, you're right there with Oklahoma State, which is a good college town. Yeah. And uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So they can get 25,000. There's not even 25,000 yeah. people that live in Oklahoma City. Right. I like Oklahoma City because it's kind of a college atmosphere and a pro town. Yeah. That's why I like it. So that's a good pick. And then I went with uh, Portland. Portland's good. Because of the trailblazers and the timber. The timbers. Yeah. That guy comes out and chops a tree every time they score. Pretty great. <laughs> uh, Portland so Jack. Timber Jack. 
Timberjack? Something like that. Uh, by the way, here's something I learned. Here's the weird thing I just learned today. Yeah. That I didn't know. I was looking on the internet. I was looking on Urban Dictionary to see if something meant something. <laughs> yeah. Of course. One of the things on there was called a kit can't. Yeah. And do you know what a kit can is? No. It's somebody who, instead of breaking off pieces of Kit Kats, just bites into them like oh, a psycho. Those are psychopaths. That's how I eat Kit Kats. You eat I'm a Kit Kat a, like I'm a that? Kit Kat. Yeah, I'm a Kit Kat. Why do you eat a Kit Kat like that? Because I'm a disruptor like Patrick Comer. That's why you're going to win. I'm a disruptor like Patrick Comer, like Ted Wise, yeah. like all the people before me that have won the 2019 Market Research Man of the Year. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Everybody else says their Kit Kat, like, breaks it off and eats it in little yeah. bricks. Peasants. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, New Orleans is my next one. Um, how they emerged after Katrina, yeah, is was amazing. They could have that city yeah, could have been game. destroyed yeah. sure. from literally from the hurricane. That's a good one. And they came back. Um, I don't know how anybody beats the Saints in the playoffs in that building, but I think the Super yeah. Bowl should be in New Orleans every year. Is that crazy? <laughs> well, yeah. If that was just where the Super Bowl was, the Super Bowl is in New Orleans. We've had we've talked about this, right? Yeah, like all these things where you move around championships. Yeah, Super Bowl in New Orleans, college basketball national championship. Indianapolis. Yeah. College football national championship. Atlanta. Rose Bowl. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, my last sports city is uh, Chicagoland. Oh, my gosh. Chicagoland in general. Chicagoland. So, oh, I see why you did that. Yeah. <laughs> I see why. Yeah. The Fighting Irish. Yeah. Uh, close enough to be considered in Chicagoland. You'd probably get the Packers. Are the Packers in no, Chicagoland? I don't, take, I don't take Milwaukee. <laughs> Okay. Wisconsin is not owned by this, but you can also yeah. get like Northwestern, uh, Northern Illinois, DeKalb, throw yeah. them in. So many different options. Great fans and everything. Even like you meet a White Sox fan, they're really passionate. And like, yeah. who knows? With name five White Sox right now, current. You can't. Harold Baines. Go ahead. You have any more? I put Seattle. That's similar to your Portland one. And I think that no city has ever whined so much after losing a pro sports team, which gets to your Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. And they're going to get another NBA team just because of whining for 10, 15 years. I agree with that. So, And they're still trash. Like, it's going to be a trash team. <laughs> It'll be a trash team. But their Seattle, their their soccer team is, is um, incredible, too. So, uh, new thing. So, we always do Mount Rushmore, right? And that is, like, a huge, majestic um, mountain. In the middle of the woods, and it's represented four things that are great. Yeah. And so now we're going to go the antithesis of that. What would that be? And it would be um, a trash quarry <laughs> in Arkansas. Oh, I was going to say Rumpke. That's the local. Yeah, but that's also really high, too. So I'm trying to oh, think of yeah. like a really low, deep down. Like, you know what? The Everglades. <laughs> I think that's a national park. Everglades National Park. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's below s- surface. Yeah. Humans can't live there. Right? right? Because of the mosquitoes and the alligator. Yeah. And yeah. it's in Florida, which, hey, we, are we being honest? Florida's the worst. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. They don't even have the internet down there. They don't have podcast. No. Florida's the worst. <laughs> so the Everglades National Park worst. We'll be doing this every week now. Whenever we oh. come out Rushmore, we'll also then give the four worst of something. Okay. Should we give worst market research men? And w- no, okay. We won't do that. We won't do that. But worst sports cities in America. Okay. Go. I think, you know what? We'll probably just agree on four. Okay. We don't have to each get four. Number one's Miami. Yeah. Miami's won titles and has historic teams. The Miami yeah. Dolphins. They're taking that award home. They have a award home. <laughs> they, yeah. can't, they couldn't put, they couldn't give away tickets for free and fill up a stadium. I agree. That's my number one. It's the worst. 
Uh, also on list for me, uh, Washington D.C. Okay, horrible. Yeah. The Redskins are an abomination. What? The Capitals won a title, which is great, but I yeah. think that's the first title that they've won since the 1992 Redskins. Yeah, right. The Wizards haven't oh. ever won, or did they win in like 1976? I don't know. They won some of these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just bad. The Nationals are horrible. And they had to change the name of a team because it promoted gun violence. The Bullets. That that that's a tick in your negative. Right yeah, there. I love the Bullets though. <laughs> they had great uniforms. Yeah, and also they blue. get the advantage of a lot of tourists. Yeah, like if I was going to DC, I'd be like, hey, maybe I'll pick it, go see a Nationals game. Seems like a cool looking park. It's weird to me that if you go to DC, you don't meet anyone from there. Yeah, but if you walk down the street in Cincinnati, you'll meet twenty people from DC. Is that crazy? People <laughs> yeah. are fleeing from your city. Yeah, um, I like that. You have another one, Jacksonville. Too close to Miami. No. Well, you're going to see a trend here. Get ready. <laughs> okay, I'll go Jacksonville. That's good. Number two is Jacksonville. They hosted a Super Bowl for some stupid reason. Yeah. They have the Jaguars. I have no idea why. They have a stupid stadium. I don't know why they get to host the Georgia-Florida football game. Yeah, it's midway. It's stupid, though. Yeah, I'm with you. Number two. Uh, Can we give you another one? No, I can go. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Sacramento. Oh yeah, it's a bad one. Bad. Why does it have an NBA team? It's it's no greater than Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Number three, Tampa. Tampa. I would go Tampa on my list of bottom four cities in the world. Yeah. Is that weird? Tampa's horrible. Um, they thought that they get all these transplant Yankee fans. They had the worst baseball stadium in the world for a long time. They can't win at anything. The Buccaneers, what a joke of a football stadium that is. If you, have a, if you have to build a pirate ship in the end zone, that's a problem. Yeah. Ahoy. And they have a huge advantage because it's a beautiful area. Yeah. Right there in the coast, in the Gulf Coast. Number three, Tampa. You didn't even mention how bad the Rays are. Yeah, they're, they're horrible. All right. And they, they yeah. had some good teams for a while. They were still horrible. For sure. Uh, I'm going to go Houston. Yeah. yeah. I want a big city. I think Houston's Oh, the Houston's worst. horrible. Their football, everything is bad. The basketball, nobody cares. They have yeah. no college in Houston. Yeah, because everything is around, you know. Like Houston, univ- Houston is the most Florida-like city. They did try to make like a little perk where like the Astros they went crazy because, uh, you know what? Congratulations! There has been 158 World Series and you won one. Congratulations, yeah. Houston. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Yeah, that'd be like me throwing a big parade because I won the Mail Market Researcher of the Year last <laughs> next right. year. Right. I'm not going to act like you've been there. You have one more. I have one more. Guess what it is. Orlando? Orlando, Florida. Oh, yeah. They they, ha- they built a football stadium. Did you? Know- they don't have a pro football team. The reason I know this is because the Citrus Bowl, which is where the University of Kentucky just played, they have this b- beautiful football stadium they built. They don't have a pro. They just built it for a bowl game. Really? Yeah. They, they built a stadium for, for tourists. I think they br- built it for the Orlando Breakers from the 90s hit TV <laughs> show Coach. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I like that. Sound. My number four of worst sports cities: Cincinnati, Ohio. No, no, yeah. don't know. Yep. No. yep, 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 no. yep. Here's why I think Cincinnati, Ohio. First of all, we can't get past 1976 in baseball. You agree with me, then, right? We were spoiled by having one of the greatest baseball teams ever. We can't get past that. We appreciate. Heart, 
and hustle over excellence. And we've run people out of town that were unbelievably talented because we still keep thinking that Pete Rose is going to walk through the door. The football team is an abomination. (laughs) People in this town like sports for the opportunity to get drunk and be with their friends, not watch excellence on a football field. They don't expect it anymore either. They're, They're apathetic towards their sports teams. Also, I would say the saving grace is the college sports that we're surrounded by within... A hundred miles, you have University of Louisville, University of Kentucky, IU, um, almost Purdue, Columbus, Cincinnati, Xavier, the local teams, Wright State, Dayton, like all these great, great academic institutions that put up like usually good football or basketball. Well, my catch there is that because of like the loyalty to the basketball and because of the loyalty to the hustle and maybe, I don't know, some racism, they don't like the NBA at all. And they never talk about the NBA because, one, we don't have it here, but also because it's like the antithesis of this hustle heart than it is above talent. And that's why I think Cincinnati is one of the four worst sports cities in the United States. I can't believe you did this. That's right. That's right. (laughs) All right. I'm going to try to rebut a little bit. We're a small market, so we have our own challenges in terms of winning. But we still do a pretty good job. Of um, putting competitive sports teams on the field in baseball, a little bit in football, it's still a little bit of a joke. But soccer is becoming coming around. We now have a third professional sports yeah. team if you count MLS. I sure. I also, know. I think we get a lot of bonus points for our opening day celebration here in Cincinnati, which is hard to overlook. We'll get a couple hundred thousand people downtown Cincinnati here in a couple months to go watch a parade, which is. It's weird to say out loud. We have a parade in Cincinnati the first day of the baseball season that people take off work. Businesses are closed. They shut down. They literally shut down the city for a parade to celebrate baseball. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. That gives us bonus points a little bit. I know we stink. We, we Our last title of the city won. We've won one title since 1976. That was a 90. Yeah. It's it's horrible in terms of winning. I think that the losing culture is impacting your opinion. Yeah. You're from here, so I can't really argue with any more than that. All right. Agree to agree. <laughs> <laughs> that does it for this episode of Season 2, Episode 1 of IntelliCast. Uh, keep us in mind as conference season starts to come up. The first conference is coming up February 11th through 13th in Austin, Texas. That's SampleCon. You'll be able to see myself, Brian Lamar, Amy, Carly, and Mary Draper. Amy um, Carly will be there. Amy Carly is going to – she's venturing out, man. She's trying to That's, win the award. She's trying oh, to win 2019. Right. Oh. This is the first opportunity to try to win this award. Eyes on the prize. Um, as always, you can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. EMI underscore research, IntelliCast1 on Twitter, and also my own personal Twitter, Adam Jolly. Anything you want to add, Brian, before we say goodbye? No, but hey, don't forget our Prince segment. We may not do it every episode, but we're going to yeah. continue on the Prince segment. Prince needs to put out some new content, so I have something to talk about. <laughs> okay. That'll do it for us this time, guys. We'll see you next week for Season 2, Episode 2, Double Deuces. <laughs>